Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tonight, we're going to review the word stand. The word of God, stand. This word is, uh, you can say the word stand, stands, standing, rise, rises, stood, risen. They're all associated to the same work of God, which is, it's a, Another one of these words, like last night's word, uh, is word of the fourth spirit of God. It's the counsel of God. It's an instruction of God. It's unbreakable. And it's, a, it's an awesome word. Uh, in the writing, I'm not going to go through everything that's in the notes, uh, nor did the notes cover everything that's in the scriptures, because there's so much on the word stood. It's, you can remember Moses standing with the rod during the battle, and as he has his arms raised up, that they were able uh, to um, win the battle. When he did the splitting of the Red Sea, uh, same kind of thing. He did it with the rod, of course, but it's a standing as well. Also, um, we see the word stand is important because it is a judgment word, and I think it's easy for everybody to understand that. And God, we're going to stand before the Lord. The Lord is uh, standing on the right hand uh, beside the throne of God, standing there. It's in testimony uh, of the works. He's trying to intercede for us before the Lord. That's a way of doing uh, good works of judgment, righteous works of judgment. We'll see that as we go through and consider what Abraham did at the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, where he stood and was overseeing and reminding the, the Lord of the judgment at this time, uh, of that time, which is like what we're coming up to, because we're coming up to a similar judgment that the Lord's going to use in Ezekiel 38, fire and brimstone and so on. Okay, in, in John 20, the Lord teaches us something here. He says, when he came back after the cross, and you know from Luke 24, 44 to 45, that uh, at that time when he brought, came back, he um, spoke the words to the disciples and said, these are the words I spoke to you while I was with you, because I didn't understand them then. Um, but then when they got the words, they were able to understand. But before that, as he first came to them, it says here in John 20, 19 and 20 thing, the first thing he did is says, peace be with you. Please understand it. That's the new covenant. The new covenant is that we work out in peace and righteousness, do all things in that way, because we're able to speak the words of God, and the words of God, if we're doing them in the right way, will stand for us in the judgment. Jesus is standing in heaven because he gave us this instruction of the new covenant, and he's standing there, and he's um, making that known before the Father. So we understand that issue. Uh, I've explained that a little bit later in this Bible study in the notes. You'll you'll see it here, uh, something that Paul wrote. Anyway, it says John 20, 19 to 23, he says, peace be with you. And then he, then he says uh, again to them, uh, because they were kind of shocked to see him. They were very glad, but they were shocked. Uh, he showed them his hands and his uh, side. And then it says, he said, peace to you again. And he says, as the Father sent me, I also send you. And if you go back to John eighteen thirty seven, he tells us there that he was sent to bear witness to the words of God and the works of God, which are done, all the works of God are done in the way of the words as he says in Psalms 33, 4. So we can understand that factor. And the words are the power of God, Ecclesiastes 8, 4. <clears throat> now he tells them very, something very important. 
He says, as he sent them, and that's how we're to be sent, like Jesus. Because it tells us in John fifteen seven, if we want to accomplish our desire, uh, what we desire to be done, then we have to follow him and we have to abide in his words. If we do those two things, then our desire will be done because we'll stand before the Lord and he knows our thoughts before we even speak them. That is what he's saying here. It's a desire of the Lord. He's going to know the thought. Okay, and then he goes on here and he says, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, you know we're not supposed to judge anybody, but there's a way of judging the people by doing good for them because those who reject the word of God, as it says in Deuteronomy 18 19, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 19, they will be held into account. We're not trying to judge them. We're trying to save them. That should be our goal. That's why the Lord said, peace be to you. In other words, you speak the words of peace. You go out and do the way of holiness. And God will, because he's sending you like him, and God will protect you until you get to the accomplishment of your work, whatever that is. And that's what Paul did with Paul, protected them. Yes, they hung on the cross, but that was called upon them. He told them that was going to happen to them. We are to bring forth the kingdom. We're no better than our master, but we're to bring forth the kingdom and we're to walk in the words with faith as he did. And we walk in a way of truth. Remember, the spirit of truth cannot come into those who are of the world. They have to be set apart from the world by receiving the words or acknowledging the words. And then, as he says in John seventeen seventeen and John uh, Joel two twelve to twenty, and then if we will turn and re- seek the words, God says in Proverbs one twenty three, that He'll pour them out, pour the Spirit out on us, and cause us to know the words. It's the Spirit of Truth that makes known the words to us. The spirit of Truth does all things in the way of the seven spirits. They're always standing before the Lord. His words, His lamps are standing before the Lord. His spirits are standing before the Lord. They're all standing because standing is the way of judgment. But we do not want to judge people. We want to see and testify to the way. We're to bear witness to the truth of God. That's bearing witness, standing in the, in the word of the judgment. We will all be judged at this time by the words of God. But if we do not seek the way of peace and holiness, then we will not be seen of God, and meaning we will not be able to receive the authority to call upon his words. It's that simple. We need to understand that and believe it and seek it. So that's what he's saying here, and, and that, that's what he's given, the spirit of truth. And John fourteen fifteen to 17 tells us he can, the spirit of truth cannot enter those who are of the world. You have to be set apart from the world by the instruction he gave us in John seventeen seventeen, and in um, Joel 2, 12 to 20. We need to understand that very important truth. Now the next one, we go on here, we're going to talk about a good testimony of the Lord. Now there's many, many great testimonies of the Lord where he stood. You know, he's standing beside the Father, as we said. He, he uh, stood up in the, at the time of the, of the great feast. He stood up and he said, all those who are thirsty come to him. Of course, nobody did. They don't understand what the water of the word does and what the, and what the water of the word is. Remember that it says in Revelation seventeen fifteen that the peoples and nations and multitudes are, and, and the languages are, and the languages are done with what? Speeches of words. They're all of the waters. But our language is the water poured out from heaven because it's the pure words of God. They're in every language. Every, every language has these simple words, but those words are filled with great promises put in them by the Lord from beginning uh, before the, the world was made. And our job is, as it's testified to throughout the scriptures, is to bring forth the Lord as king. 
The king is where the power is found. If we want the power to overcome the world, anoint Jesus as king. We're, we're failing in this. We're told in Daniel 9.24 that that is the requirement, the last of those six requirements, is to anoint him as king. We must do that if we want the authority of the word to overcome the world. Let's begin by looking at the example given in Matthew 9, 1 to 8, Mark 2, 1 to 12, and Luke 5, 17 to 26, where the Lord heals the paralytic man. <clears throat> the key is in this one. This is a good example of Jesus when he's telling the guys to rise and walk, take up your bed and walk. This is a paralytic. <clears throat> it's recorded in those three scriptures. I believe the one in Matthew 9, 1-8 is talking about the same one that's in uh, Matthew 2, uh, excuse me, Mark 2, 1-12, to and Luke 5, 17-26. In Matthew 9, 1-8, you notice that he says, in his own city, came to his own city. Um, <clears throat> many people think that's Nazareth, and it could be, but it tends to be more likely Capernaum, because that's where he set up his base for his ministry, and he mostly... Um, did his resting and, and so forth when he came to Capernaum and he healed many. And there was a lot of good works there uh, done in that city. Because remember, they wouldn't even receive him in his own city. But it's possible it was Nazareth in, in Mark 9, 8, 9, 1 to 8, and it is different than the others. I just wanted to point that out because some people will say it wasn't correct. <laughs> but uh, I believe they, that Matthew is regarding Capernaum as his own city because uh, that's where he called Matthew. Um, so we uh, have this scripture where he's telling them uh, to stand and it's because he says you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins but he gave that same power to the disciples in John 20 which I just pointed out that power is in the words because the words judge us John 12:48, and people don't seem to understand that they are a judgment but when you do them in the right way, they judge the people to forgive sins and to heal them. But we don't understand that we're in sin in this day. For example, we have all these diseases, cancer and every other kind of thing. That's not natural of God. It's there for the generational sins that we've done. And because we've allowed all these gods and goddesses like the, the one over agriculture and fertility and all those things to stand in our nation. And therefore, these curses are there. I mean, they exist and because we are not zealous to get rid of them, and, not, and then you get rid of them by being zealous to make him king in the time that's appointed for him to be king, which is now. It's been that way since 2003. So that's why we're getting all these diseases. So in reality, when you look at these people and have the sickness, this is what Jesus is talking about. These people, they love God. I mean, many of these people love God. But they weren't zealous. They, the, the rabbis, the priests, was not ready to hear the word. They were selling their own ministry, making up their own laws, and they crucified the Lord. And the people are walking in sin because they follow these leaders. And they're not zealous to seek out the truth, which is the words of God. That's why he talked about that in John 8, 43-47, where he said, you know, you can't understand the speech. And They said they're like their father Abraham, <clears throat> and we'll see in here. They're nothing like Abraham. And we aren't anything like Abraham. We have to become like Abraham. It's real important for us to do. So we see that in this one. Um, we also see here that uh, I put in here that uh, like the men of Nineveh and the Queen of the South is going to rise up in judgment. That's another example 
of the word stand. The word stand is, you can have the word stand, stands, standing, stood, <laughs> rises, rise up, um, uh, rise, you know, <clears throat> all those are the same. Uh, they're all doing the same work of standing up before God. And what's important here is that these people didn't have to say a word. When they stand up before the Lord in a day of judgment, they only have to look at the Lord. And he remembers their works and what they did and how zealous they were. And we're to be held accountable like that because that's the plan of the generations. We have to be zealous to do the will of God and the work of God. The men of Nineveh did that. The Queen of South, even though she was very rich, she left her area and came there. So it's it's like that. And, and that's what the Lord talks about. The wisdom of Solomon is what? It was the words of wisdom. Um, and greater than Solomon is here. He was saying so. Anyway, that's another example of the word stood, stand. Um, I've told in there in Hebrews 12, 14, that's a critical verse. It tells us, pursue peace with all people and holiness. And without that, no one will see the Lord. That means we won't be able to call upon his words. That's a very critical requirement of the Lord. And then um, in Matthew 9, um, <clears throat> he's, he makes a good description of that same thing. He's saying, like, this is his hour. He's coming to the Gentiles this time. He cannot come to us any different than he came to the house of Israel. So he's saying, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. We're all sick. <laughs> We're all caught in a snare. We don't see the root of our sins, which are these gods and goddesses and everything else. We just allow them to go on because we don't have anything we can do about it. That's what the preachers told me. And I'm sure they tell you the same. <laughs> so... Anyway, go on from there to uh, the, the thing about Abraham real quickly, because uh, you can read through this. Um, but I love the fact that Abraham did that pleading with the Lord, as I put in here Genesis 18. And then in Genesis 19, where he's destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham went and uh, early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he uh, stood before the Lord. In other words, he then... Uh, stood up there where he had, remember when he had tried to negotiate with the Lord over even ten, uh, if he finds ten righteous. Well, he went to that point, that place, and then he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and just stood there looking, because that's like the men of Nineveh and so forth. All you have to do is, you know, do the way of the word, stand, stood, uh, walking when you go to a place and you look upon it with your eyes and you speak silently a prayer in, inside of you, you're doing the way of the Lord. You know, in, in Jerusalem right now, uh, those that walk on the um, the, um, the Temple Mount uh, in the Muslim area, and if, if they walk up there and they pray with their lips, um, they'll be arrested and put in jail. And you don't have to do that. You only have to look. You, you can go there and look to God and plead silently. And you'll have the same effect. They don't understand. It's nice to say a word of prayer, but you don't have to move your lips to do it. And that's what Abraham's doing here. He's got the faith of God that he understands his word without even having to speak it. That's what he's telling us in John 15, 7. If we follow him, abide in his words, what we desire will be done for us. In other words, what we think will be done for us. <laughs> so that's the strength of this at this time. And Abraham did this in the day of judgment when he was destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're about to see the same kind of thing. So... We can remember this act of Abraham in that day. Okay, I go on down here again. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna skip a lot of this. 
you know, the words had to be like frontlets to our eyes and all the things we do, standing and so forth. I did put in here the, the map of how they came out of the, um, when they marched out of the tent, uh, out of the village, out, out of the, you know, when they assembled around the tabernacle of Moses, they put it, the 12 camps, three on each side. Three is the way of understanding. So he divided the 12 tribes up on the four sides, and then he had them come out in the marching order. And the marching order was east, then south, then west, and north. And I explained each one of these ways in here and why everything we do, we also not only have to do it in the way of the words, but in the way of the Spirit. And that's what I was trying to point out in this. This is a way of rising up and marching. Because God, when he was leading them, he constantly said, I'm testing them. I'm taking them through the wilderness to learn. So as we go along the way, we should be trying to learn. We should be, wherever he takes us to, we should remember what he took us to, what he showed us, and what, what we're learning. So even when we're walking, we're doing that. And even when you're walking and binding, you're doing that because you're remembering the works of God and the promises of God. And you're, you're pleading for these to be done at this time. And you're, you're binding that thoughts and that process on what you're walking around at, at that time. So that's part of that. Um, and the other part I put in here at the end of this, and we'll go to prayer, but the thing about it is is that I uh, put in the Revelation 15, 1-8, uh, the key is we're going to be standing on a sea of glass. And if you notice, uh, before that says that in uh, verse 2, but he also tells us right at the beginning of that verse that the sea of glass was mingled with fire. Fire is, is the presence of the words active. And, you know, this is like Abraham. I was thinking about this, you know, that the devil's trying to tear those people up even in heaven. But at the same time, these people are pleading just like Abraham. They become like Abraham and David. David played the harp for bringing peace to bring people to guidance. And I think that music might be even heard in on the earth uh, for the people with the harps and the, the sea of the fire is their call going out they're trying to do what because they know the destruction's coming and they're pleading for even one soul to come out they're pleading for people to be martyrs they're pleading for the people in this case you know we, we go to heaven we're standing you're standing on a purpose for judgment you're standing for a testimony and we're standing like that that the, and we're also standing there in the testimony that our word has been made known. So the leaders on the earth that are misguiding the people and the elders and all the others are being judged by that. So we're standing just like the men of Nineveh stood before the Lord. And I think it's a picture just like that at this time. But that again is the word standing. The word standing is a word of judgment. And it's, it's a good judgment. Or it can be a bad judgment if the people reject it. What our trying to do is intercede and even one hope of a spirit being moved is what we're pleading for. So that that's the word stand. Um, that's kind of a capsule of it. <clears throat> okay, shall we go ahead and pray? I didn't have any prophecies today that I didn't, didn't see except Glenda's, Glenda Linkus. Um, that was a good one, uh, but it's, uh, you know, available to everybody. I didn't see anything else. Okay, all right, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this great and awesome day. We thank you, Lord, for the times you've brought us to. And, Lord, we thank you for this great word stand. Lord, we thank you for all you've shown us in it, dear Lord. There's so many things that you did in the in the way of stand, Lord, when you stood up on the last day of the feast, dear Lord, and you said that if anybody's thirsty, let them come to, come to you. 
And Lord, that's a judgment that's going out, that's pleading for the Spirit to move upon these people and cause them to be thirsty, cause them to hear the Word. But of course, Lord, nobody came. But Lord, you were pleading. You're pleading like Abraham. You're really pleading like you taught Abraham. Lord, we pray, dear Lord, you'd teach us this way, that we would have that kind of zeal, that kind of thirst, dear Lord, and the people will want to come to your truth, dear Lord, and learn your ways at this time. Father, we love you. We ask you, Lord, to help us. Father, we want to see every soul saved that can be saved. We want to ever see everybody that's walking on the sea. We hope to see people walking on the sea. We know, Lord, in Revelation seventeen fifteen that the sea is the likeness, dear Lord, of the of the multitudes of the people, the also the the nations and the individual people, dear Lord, and their tongues as well, the words, dear Lord, because the words is what makes them. And Father, we pray that the people will begin to understand, dear Lord, that they can stand in righteousness or they can stand with the devil. But the devil won't stand in eternity because, Lord, he's going to fall down. And, Lord, he's going to be removed from this earth and he's going to be cast out. So all those walking in darkness, dear Lord, will not walk in the prisons. They will not walk in eternity. They will writhe on the ground in the body of a worm, as your scriptures so clearly point out. And, Lord, they'll be tormented 24-7. But those who will hear you and come out, dear Lord, will not only walk in this time, Dear Lord, because it's very important, we're coming into the time of the plagues, and the plagues are going to be like the leprosy. Dear Lord, it, many people are going to have their bones withered. They won't be able to walk. And Lord, they won't have the limbs to walk. Dear Lord, it'll be a terrible thing. But Lord, those who walk in righteousness, Lord, and walk and seek peace, Lord, they're going to walk before you and stand in the greatness of these times. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the greatness of your plan. We thank you, Lord, that you are a great and awesome God, that, that Lord, you've prepared all these things for this time. Lord, we thank you, dear God, that you prepared the knowledge that we can read and learn, dear Lord, and celebrate you. Lord, we thank you, Father, for you're a great and awesome God that planned out all these things for us. And Lord, we're standing today, dear Lord, asking, dear Lord, that you would put your ch our children under your wing, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we know that we need the Spirit to guide them, dear Lord. We need them, Lord, to have your Spirit with them. We need, dear Lord, for your eyes to oversee them and teach our eyes to guide their paths as well. Dear Lord, we pray that you'll bring them up, dear Lord. And dear Lord, that you will protect and bring them through these times and allow them to become arrows of your word in front of the gates of the cities. Dear Lord, of all the people in the nations. Dear Lord, that they will be for you, dear Lord, a great word, a great glory for you, dear Lord, and a wonderful message, dear Lord, we pray you'll give to them, to give to the people. Father, we pray for our spouses, our parents. Lord, let us understand, dear Lord, how we've failed the generations, how we've allowed these diseases to come upon the peoples, how we've allowed the works, the evil works to come upon us. Dear Lord, how we've given authority to the world to do so much evil. Lord, even as we've learned from those, dear Lord, who are studying it this week, dear Lord, about like the Vatican, dear Lord, how the locust design is in so many things there. And dear Lord, you've told us, dear Lord, that these locusts have destroyed us, dear Lord. And it's true, Lord. They've put the idols of these pagan gods all over the world. They've put false doctrine all over the world. And through that, Lord, they've destroyed our bodies and we've given the right and the science, dear Lord, to do it because the devil has stirred up the knowledge in these people to enable them to have a desire to kill others just so they can prosper and have great jobs and great homes and thinking they're going to have great families and do not understand that they're destroying their own children. Father, we pray that they will come to understand these things and they will learn to do right and not wrong. Father, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the greatness of your plan. We ask you, Lord, to watch over our brothers and sisters. 
Dear Lord, our nieces and nephews, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all your, all our friends, Lord, that we've spoken your words to, all those who've heard of your words. And Father, we pray for all those who love you. Lord, we pray that they will come to truth and will be understand, dear Lord, that you have power in your words, as you said in Ecclesiastes 8.4, and you want them to receive it. It's their inheritance and right. And Lord, we pray that they will separate that from doctrines or cults or anything else and understand, Lord, this is you speaking. This is you in the Bible, dear Lord, pointing out all these things. Dear Lord, this is you that makes it known. And Lord, you told them, you warned them that the spirit of truth cannot come to those who are of the world, but if they will set themselves apart from the world by asking you and believing upon your words, then, Lord, you will give them the words as it is in heaven. The kingdom will come. The kingdom's made by your words. And if Paul said in Second Corinthians 12, 1-4, they are learning your words there. Lord, we pray you would cause that message to go out to your people and they will believe you, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, now to help us in all these things, that your name be glorified. And Father, we praise your holy name. We ask you, Lord, to guide us. We ask you to remove the stumbling blocks. We ask you, Lord, to help us to follow you and, dear Lord, to stand in strength, stand in the power with authority to stand in the power. Lord, do not take your words from us. Dear Lord, do not allow us, dear Lord, to fall. Lord, allow us to be molded into what you want us to do and let us not refuse your instructions. Lord, you said that you would send the new covenant and confirm it. Lord, you've, you've sent the new covenant. You've made it at the time of your death, dear Lord, and you also said, dear Lord, you would confirm it in this day. Lord, allow us to speak your words and confirm it, dear Lord, by showing the good works, dear Lord, for good ways, for the purpose of salvation. We pray, Lord, that those that come are not coming for, for greed or self like it was in your day on the earth, but they come because they want to know the truth. And if they, dear Lord, you told us in this time that if we will feed you with good works for others, dear Lord, making known your truth, then you'll feed us. Lord, let the people understand that. Lord, your food is great. Your food is awesome. Because, dear Lord, your food enables us to stand and not grow weary. It enables us to run and not be tired. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've planned for this day. We ask you, Lord, now to stand your word and truth upon this earth. Lord, allow it to stand. Allow it to tremble the people. Allow the people to understand it is time to stand up and come out to you. We ask this in thy precious and thy holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.